0: Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place. (laughs) Episode 8 You will remember, in the last episode, Deborah was in the music hut. She was waiting for the instruments to play for her, but because the conductor of the instruments did not have his little stick, the instruments could not play. The conductor, Deborah, and the instruments were looking at the conductor's stick floating in the air above the conductor's head. Are you coming down? The conductor tried to grab his stick. You waved me too much. The stick moved higher away from the conductor's outstretched hand, I still feel sick. We can't wait all day for it to start. (sniffs) The guitar was so annoyed, it snapped one of its strings. And then another one. I'm fed up. The bass was leaning against the harp. Care off. The harp pushed the bass away. You know, the conductor... Looked up at his stick. There is a simple answer to this. Oh, yeah. The stick was feeling very important. The conductor and the instruments could do nothing without it. What are you going to do? Yes. What are you going to do? The drum was fed up. It had not been banged for ages. Now, the instruments, Deborah, and the stick were about to learn an important lesson. You can stay up there for as long as you like. The conductor turned away from the stick and looked at the instruments. The instruments and Deborah all looked at the conductor. I, the conductor looked at Deborah and smiled. I shall get another stick. The instruments were delighted. The problem was over. Soon they would be making music again. The stick had learnt a lesson. Before you decide to do something, you should always think about what can happen. The stick had refused to play. The conductor was going to get a new one now. So the old stick had nothing to do. Now that was sad. The stick could float all alone in the air forever. (laughs) Sobbing, the stick did not move. And then, very slowly, very, very slowly, it floated down next to the conductor's hand. (laughs) When you hold me very high and shake me, that's what makes me feel sick. The stick and the conductor were old friends, and the conductor really liked his little stick. So, if I don't wave you too high, you will help me play the music? The conductor took hold of the stick. The stick nodded. And you won't fly off again? Again, the stick nodded. Shall we keep the old stick? The conductor looked at the instruments. The instruments sounded very happy. So the conductor raised the stick to start the music, but not so high as to upset his stick. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, just for Deborah. With a gentle wave, the conductor brought the stick down and... Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you playing? Deborah stared at the instruments. The conductor stopped waving his stick, so the music had stopped. we are playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, he said. That's not twinkle, twinkle, little star, said Deborah. Yes, it is. A violin bounced up and down. Oh, yes, it is. The drum banged itself. Oh, no, it's not. Deborah stamped her foot. It is. It's not. It is. It isn't. It is. It isn't. The conductor and all the instruments were looking at Deborah. If you can't play twinkle, twinkle, little star, then play for me somewhere over the rainbow, said Deborah. Now that is a very good children's song, said the conductor. We shall play that instead. Raising his stick, the conductor brought down his stick and the music started. Deborah listened in surprise. The music was wrong, as wrong as before. Why do you keep playing the same tune? Deborah shouted. At a violin. I don't know, said the violin. I'm just a violin. Ask him. The violin pointed at the conductor. Deborah grabbed the conductor's stick. Why have you stopped the music? The conductor was annoyed and stamped his foot like Deborah. Do you know why people stamp one foot when they're annoyed? Because they can't stamp both feet at the same time. Why have you stopped my music? Now the conductor was really annoyed. Because you were not playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and you didn't play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like I asked. It's because he only knows one tune. The triangle was sniggering, which is not very nice. Deborah watched as a big tear rolled from the conductor's eye all the way down his cheek. It's true. The conductor took out a handkerchief and blew his nose. I only know one tune. I'm just a one-tune conductor. There are too many songs, too much music, too many notes. Do you know what a musical note is? That's a musical note. And when one follows another, like this, you have a tune. That's Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, cried Deborah. Oh, said the conductor. I'm not clever enough to play that. I only know Happy Birthday. The conductor raised his little stick and gave a wave to start the music. If that's all you can play, then I'm leaving. Deborah moved towards the door. You can't open the door until we stop playing. The violin was swaying from side to side. Otherwise the music will get out. And the drum was thumping happy. How long are you going to play for? Deborah asked. Sometimes we play for three or four hours. The violin next to Deborah was playing very, very happily. I'm not listening to the same tune for three or four hours. The door won't open until the music stops. The conductor's stick was waving in time with the music. So, thought Deborah, if the music won't stop for three hours, she would have to stop it. And that would be very easy. All she had to do was to stop the conductor's stick. But that would not be easy. The conductor was much taller than Deborah and he was waving his stick high in the air, far too high for Deborah to reach. So there was only one thing she could do. Can you guess what Deborah did to stop the music? Have a think while the music plays. Now Deborah was standing behind the conductor who could not see him and what she did was very, very naughty. Something you should never do. but it's very, very funny. Oh Deborah had reached out, oh, and pinched the conductor's bottom. His stick flew into the air. Deborah jumped up and caught it and ran straight to the door. Because there was no music, the door opened, and Deborah, outside now, threw the stick back into the music hut as the door began to close. You've been in there a long time. What happened? Derek and Charlie were sitting in the car as Deborah climbed into the back seat. Derek looked at Charlie as Deborah told them what had happened in the music hut. But the peanut in his ear was beginning to itch and his foot was cold without his shoe. The ginsters were back, flying in a circle around the car with wide grins and big winks from their one eye. You be quick, you be quick, it will close within a tick, it will close within a tick. Grinsters all sat down on the roof of Charlie's car. Charlie started the car. It's nearly four o'clock, he said. The moaning mansion closes at four o'clock. Why is it called the moaning mansion? asked Derek. Because it's full of moaning children. Charlie was driving very fast along the road that crossed the purple grass. Why are the children moaning? Deborah asked. She was being shaken in the back of the car. Charlie was going so fast. Because they have all lost something, he said. I've lost my phone, I've lost my doll, I've lost my satchel, and I've lost my shoe, said Derek. Exactly, said Charlie. So you see why it's called the Moaning Mansion? Charlie slowed the car as they reached a turn in the road. No! Charlie yelled, No! Derek shouted, No! Deborah stood up in the back of the car, banging her head on the roof. The car skidded to a stop. The grinsters flew off in all directions, and Deborah flopped back down in her seat. You'll never guess what had suddenly appeared in front of the car. If I tell you they were big, no, they were not big, they were large. No, they were not large, they were huge. No, they were not huge. They were massive, and if I tell you there were four of them, you will understand why the car screeched to a stop. Oh no, Charlie covered his eyes with his hands. I drank too much ooch last night. Now, if I tell you the four huge things that had stopped the car were coloured pink and had long trunks and tusks, perhaps you will be able to guess what they are. Yes? There were four pink elephants in front of the car, waving their trunks at Charlie. If I drink too much ooch, I always see pink elephants, Charlie moaned. That's all very well, said Derek, but I haven't drunk any ooch, and I can see your elephants. You seem to forget you're in Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place. (coughs) In Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place, everyone shares everything, said Charlie. Even pink elephants, asked Deborah. Everything said, Charlie, What about my shoe? said Derrick. We can't get to the moaning mansion with four pink elephants in the way. Charlie got out of the car. Could you move? he said to an elephant wearing a blue cap. I could, but I don't think I will, replied the elephant. Nor me, said the second elephant, and the third elephant blew a raspberry. <laughs> Do you know how to blow a raspberry? It's not very nice or very polite to blow a raspberry because when you blow a raspberry, it means you are not interested or you don't want to do something you have been asked to do. (coughs) So as it's not very nice or very polite to blow a raspberry, I will tell you how to do it. Then you will never blow a raspberry by accident and seem to be not a very nice, polite person. First, you move both your lips together, making them into a tightly closed circle. Then you suck in air through your nose and when your chest is full of air, You push out your tongue in the middle of your mouth and blow all the air out through your mouth. The secret of a good raspberry is to try and keep your mouth tightly closed as you blow. Now that was a jolly good raspberry, wasn't it? But now you have heard a raspberry, you mustn't tell anyone where you heard it. Otherwise, Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place will get into trouble. Now the fourth elephant was blowing a raspberry, so Charlie had a big problem. Four pink elephants that he had seen because he had drunk too much ooch were blocking the road to the moaning mansion, and they were now all blowing raspberries. (coughs) So what do you do if there are four pink elephants in front of you that don't move? You do what Charlie did, he went to the back of his car and took out a brig Brown paper bag. The elephants, Deborah and Derek, and even the car stopped eating the purple grass to watch him. Charlie was very good at throwing things and throwing things a long way, which was just as good, otherwise, the elephants would not have turned and run to where Charlie had thrown their favorite food bananas. Charlie always carried a bag of bananas in his car in case he saw pink elephants because he knew elephants cannot resist bananas. With the road now clear, Charlie started the car and turned in the direction of the moaning mansion. So there is a bit of advice for you. Why don't you tell your mummy and daddy to have a bag of bananas in the back of their car? Then if they drink too much ooch, they won't have to worry when they see pink elephants. The entrance to the moaning mansion was in the middle of a huge building. Derek and Deborah could hear the moaning long before the car reached the entrance. That doesn't sound very nice, said Derek. It's not very nice losing things. My dolly! The little girl rushed past. I've lost my dolly! I've lost my dolly! The little girl ran into the entrance of the moaning mansion. And I've lost my shoe, grumbled Derek, as he stepped out of the car. The moaning mansion was a very big building. Well, if a place is called a mansion, it has to be big because mansions are very big houses with lots of bedrooms and bathrooms, big kitchens and rooms to play games in and watch television and rooms to do exercise and keep fit. But all the rooms in the moaning mansions were used for the same thing, to listen to children moaning. I've lost my doll. I've got tummy ache. I don't like it here. I'm hungry. I'm too cold. I'm too hot. My leg aches. I'm frightened, my nose itches, I'm too short, it's raining. Those are just a few of the things children in Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place (laughs) complain about. So now you know why they have to have a moaning mansion, because there are so many children complaining all the time. And do you know why children complain a lot? Because it's much easier to complain than it is to say nice things. So if you complain all the time, people will think you are miserable. So that's what they do in the moaning mansion. They listen to children complain, and then they try and make them happy. And once they know how to be happy, they won't be miserable. And that must be good. Derek stood in front of the big wooden door. There was no knocker or doorbell. Hello, he shouted. The letterbox in the middle of the door opened. You can't come in until you smile. The letterbox snapped shut. Derek didn't feel like smiling. I've lost my shoe, Derek shouted. Don't care. You stay there until you smile, the letterbox snapped. If he wanted his shoe back, Derek would have to smile. Putting one finger in each cheek of his face, he pushed up until his mouth turned into a smile. Why don't you try doing that? Especially when your mother is shouting at you. It might make her smile as well. Derek bent down and smiled at the letterbox. The door clicked. and slowly opened. Derek blinked. What he saw inside the moaning mansion made him gasp and blink again. Do you know what blinking and gasping is? If you don't, ask your mummy or daddy how to blink and gasp. Then you can be as surprised as Derek was when he stepped into the moaning mansion. And when you listen to the next episode of Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place. Mm -hmm.